Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Hey, what is up, Conroe? This is Rick TRC. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KZZWLP Conroe and 106.1 on KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Toast of the Town with Christy and Mel. It is Hump Day Wednesday and Hump Hour on Wednesday. Yes. And it's the last day of the month. It is. Hallelujah. That part I'm not so thrilled about. Oh, I am. Because September and October. Oh, it's going to be worse than August work-wise. Are going to be just crazy. I know. I know. Um, but, you know, that's life. But anyway. I think we need to roll into our guests kind of early. We're gonna, we are going to cover some great Labor Day events that are coming up this weekend here um, in and around town. But we have a guest with us today, and we want to make sure we get all the time in with him that we can. So, Judge Matt Beasley, how are you doing today? I am doing fine. How Matt. are you all? It's, it's been, been a while. It's been far too long. I know. I miss the radio show. I know. Uh, I, know we I miss just, you too. We need to do it like old school and like just roll in here one day and, you know, bring the bring the Beasley podcast back. We and, should. You know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, get the boys in here. Let them take over the I want Brooks to get on the radio. Brooks would rock the radio. Yeah, he would. Uh-huh. He would He's be so awesome. Cute. Actually, both your kids would. <laughs> Bren would rock it too. Bren, Bren would rock it. No uh, doubt. Bren rocks everything. She's awesome. I cannot believe that child. She is so freaking gorgeous. I mean, she's she's cute. She's perky. She's gorgeous, though. Yeah. Anyway. Good, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Judge. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I ran for judge? Yeah, that's right. So that way you can, you know, put them away. Put them yeah, away. Put them away. <laughs> yeah. So life what's, sentence. What's new in your world? You've been busy. Yeah, just uh, running the JP court down there. Um, we're really busy. Um, you know, COVID happened. It screwed all the court system. Yeah. Judicial systems up. Um, but we've been keeping up with our cases, and we're still hearing 22 filed cases, so we're we're doing good. So are you still one of the busiest courts in the state? I think so. <laughs> I think so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so for those that don't know, give everybody kind of a rundown of what a JP court, what kind of cases you actually see. Okay, so the Justice Court is a constitutionally created court. I'm proud of that. Um, a lot of the other courts are created by the legislature. Um, the legislature was created by the Constitution, so we're kind of right there in the very founding paperwork of the creation of the state. Um, we hear small claim cases up to $20,000, so if you need to sue someone and you feel like you've been damaged, you can seek a, a judgment from the JP court and have it heard pretty quickly. And you don't have to have an attorney for that. You don't have to. Um, some people do, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't. It's yeah. still kind of the court that's con- considered the people's court, and you can show up and plead your case. And if you're if you're uh, righteous in your your lawsuit, you'll you'll win a, a judgment from the justice court. Awesome. Yep. We do truancy. We do juvenile court. We do credit card debt cases. We do evictions. We do the death uh, inquest for our precincts in the county. Um, we are notaries, um, and 
feel like I'm missing out on something. We marry people, um, so we're kind of a, a we're kind of an all-purpose You're courthouse. Like all full spectrum. Yeah, yeah. From like birth to death. I could marry someone. <laughs> I could marry someone in, in two weeks, and then do an inquest. Do, do an inquest, or <laughs> yeah. they're getting sued for something. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> speaking of the gamut that you run, you know, one of the things that you brought up, I know um, a lot of people here locally probably got the alert from Montgomery County Sheriff's Department yesterday about a um, suspect that um, was suspected of murder um, and they were going to go arrest him and they located him in the Willis Kroger parking lot and he actually took his own life. Mm -hmm. Um, And we see, you know, we hear all these tragic cases every day, you know, um, kids dying of overdoses. You see uh, just all kinds of various things and and y'all have to go out and deal with those. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I know that y'all take time to, you know, give each other weekends off so you cover the whole county on those weekends. Number one, how how time-consuming is that, or how much of that time does you take? And number two, even with your, um, your what's the word I'm looking for? Why, is, why are the words not coming to me? Today? I don't know. You look like me. I know. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Um, with your with your law enforcement background, um, mm-hmm. what what kind of emotional toll does that take on you? Um, you know, it's pretty hard. Uh, actually, a lot of the job of of a justice of the peace, including the death inquest, it's the, the del- delivering a lot of bad news. It's either yeah. your family member has passed, mm-hmm. um, you're getting evicted, you're in trouble with your school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is all that's the, what a downer. <laughs> yeah, well, occasionally we can help folks. Yeah. Um and that's good and somebody has to do the job. It's it is very sometimes I come home and I'm emotionally just a, um, exhausted. Exhausted. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I literally like I need a break. Um but you know the deaths uh they come in all all you know all types. It's either someone that's expected to pass and to someone who's just abruptly gets into a car wreck or overdoses or commits suicide or or is killed and you know murdered whatever all those things and it just comes all the time I mean I got two calls last night I got a a seizure warrant I had to sign it two in the morning some uh on some dogs that were in a stolen car um yeah I think I do around 700 deaths a year something like that wow it's a lot so is there any movement towards the county you know hiring a, a medical examiner or medical examiner and coroner is that the same kind of idea well the, you just so the piece is just kind of your coroner system in the state so we're considered kind of the corner of our precincts and we can we can also do the county mm-hmm. we can help uh, our adjacent county too if they ask us um and mark keogh the county judge he is the backup for the jps in that duty too um and then the medical examiner is actually an office created by the commissioner's court. And then once that's created, they take over all the death, basically the death investigations for the county. And um, the county's moving towards that. They just built a, a really state-of-the-art facility. Um, they have death investigators. They have three or four pathologists, um, d- doctors. Um, and so they're working towards that. I think we would be probably the next county in the state to get that 
whether when it comes i don't know i'd say probably in the next four years yeah yeah is that something that you support is that absolutely 100 yeah. percent. i supported it the first time i ran yeah there's just so many um as as anyone grows you can't continue to to use the same people to do even more work right and that and that much you know like uh if you look at law enforcement or the commissioner's office or constables, as the county's grown, they've gotten more people. Yet the JPs can or continue to do the five JPs that, that do all the deaths, and the, they just continue to grow and grow and grow. And the system really wasn't even designed to have five judges do 2,300 deaths in a county. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I was fixing to say, with the growth of our county, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like the people aren't continuing they, to come. They were the same five jp spots 20 years ago we're we're doing the same they were doing the death calls and now we're over six hundred thousand folks and we still have the same five people doing it yeah it's crazy yeah especially on top of everything else that you that you have going on too yeah yeah i mean i think the county grows responsibly i think the i think that particular issue is coming and i think it's it's due we're due for it yeah yeah so um so you also mentioned that y'all do a lot of school cases because y'all work directly with your mm-hmm. constables in your precinct um you know as having two kids that are seniors in high school you know go I wildcats go wildcats uh you know how is willis doing is willis you know, doing good willis, the good folks of willis willis is good yeah willis, that's good willis has got some interesting stuff going on really yeah mm-hmm. uh and i think we need to touch on that here in a little bit all right yeah i don't get um, past the sand jack very often i know but. yeah we need to catch you up on the north side <laughs> yeah right um but you know you hear the, the stories that the kids bring home which is you know a fight here or there um you know uh my daughter's car actually got tagged for a drug search you know that was very dramatic for a 16 year old Uh, girl um and you hear all these things that go on is it challenging to deal not only with some of these students in this day and age but also some of the parents have you been to like a a sporting event for high school kids <laughs> middle school I kids have, yeah. it's kind of like you bring that to the courthouse and that's what <laughs> really? yeah it's a little yeah. sporting huh yeah yeah um it's cool to help the kids a lot of times they just need a little motivation yeah and um so i've had kids come back with their diplomas and show me you know hey i'm I passed so that's really cool um but yeah i mean the school district files truancy cases and i have Grand Oaks, Oak Ridge, the Woodlands, College Park. Oh, you've got a lot. I've oh. got pretty much all the high schools. Um, so I, I get a lot of truancy Those cases. punk high school kids. Yeah, punk <laughs> high school kids. Is it mostly just truancy? I mean, or do you handle... No, we do the criminal stuff for yeah. juvenile, but truancy is kind of the one I pay... I, I, I put a personal touch to it just because I feel like that's the ones I can help try to motivate to get them graduated. Yeah. Other stuff, we you know they make mistakes. They usually do something the court requires, and we defer, put a deferral, right. and it's dismissed. Um, so I mean, it's a very I, I would say a pretty forgiving court. Um, but the truancy stuff, I want to get these kids graduated. How many days do they miss before they get turned over to you? I mean, it's not like one or two days. Well, the, <clears throat> the, there's there's a minimum really, but they usually go past the minimum. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of up to the school district. I just deal with Connor ISD, yeah. and they have a, kind of a number when they start they start filing those cases. And then, you know, New Caney and Splendora, I don't know really know what Willis does, but they all kind of do things a little bit different. Um, 
but yeah, I get a bunch of kids in there. Yeah. And a lot of them, will, they'll go get their GED, but they're working towards up, you know, mm-hmm. so. Well, I think it's so important, especially, you know, keeping kids motivated, especially post-COVID, keeping kids motivated to keep up with their schoolwork. You know, they basically had a year where they, you know, got to kind of do things at their own pace and didn't really have that high level of commitment that was required uh, for schoolwork. I mean, I, I saw what my kids were doing at home and they were doing schoolwork, but, you know, it wasn't like a full day of work. And I think, too, that it changed kind of some of their behaviors and habits and everything. Well, so. you would have kids that would the, – the whole COVID thing, it messed everything yeah. up. Yeah. Because they were getting filed for, for truancy, but they weren't logged in or something happened to their login. Or, it's like, yeah. well, how do you really know what happens when they don't have to be somewhere physically and yeah. counted? Um, so that was a big mess. Uh, but that no longer is a problem. Right. You know, we had a lot of issues with COVID. People didn't know how to present their evidence. People were Zooming when they were driving their cars. Oh. Uh, I had a guy do a, it was like a $10,000 landscaping job, and he was a defendant, and he was, like, driving his truck somewhere. He's like, I've got to be somewhere. I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> Don't thank, take you. Day off. thank you for showing up. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, I, I guess you know because i know you mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess what i really want to know is how are you feeling about biden these days oh joe biden yeah that one. That oh one. man you don't i don't have enough time do he's, i he's something else huh <laughs> he is he and hunter hunter <laughs> <laughs> i think uh i don't think he's gonna run again if i were to bet money i don't think he's gonna run again i don't think he'll i don't think he'll be the same guy in two years yeah look how much he's changed since he got elected yeah well, and I will say this in fairness, and this is the most unfairness thing I'll ever say about Joe Biden, mm-hmm. but, you know, being president physically takes its toll on all the, on oh, all, yeah. everybody mm-hmm. that goes mm-hmm. into office. And with everything that we've had to deal with, even though, you know, um, there's still a lot of denying all the situations that are actually going on in, on the national political scene right now. Um, I mean, you know, can you imagine just how worn out you'd be? Well, no. the other side of fairness is, is he aware of everything that goes on? I don't think he's aware of much. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. It's kind of hard to be stressed about stuff you don't know. <laughs> you know. Um, he, well, I mean, the people, the people, American people elected him, you know, quote unquote, elected him mm-hmm. to do the job. And I think just there wasn't really, because all that stuff was going on. There wasn't really much of campaigning from from anyone, right? Especially from him, you didn't really see yeah. him much, and so I wonder, you know, mm. is he okay? Is he all? You yeah. Know, is, mm-hmm. And his family would have known that, and if he wasn't, I think they would be like, "You shouldn't do this." But so I had a, I had a call this morning from a woman who said something about one of our candidates in another county doesn't have anything to said. He's just. I, I just don't know how we're going to get him elected because he's just not nice to people sometimes. I said, well, he has a hard time hearing and that kind of thing. I said, so that might be part of it. And I'm kind of, she was a little out of sorts uh-huh. about it. And uh, she goes, well, if if we if we just leave, tell him, don't tell him when the events are, how are we going to get him elected? And people can't see. Him. I said, I don't know. Work for Biden. Let's let's find a way. That's funny. <laughs> she, she says, yeah. She goes, we're going to have to put up equipment in his basement. I said, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I can it, see it, she's already started construction. This right. This next this next cycle, this next presidential cycle is going to be interesting. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. It's, Not only just nationally, but I think locally. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think it's one of those things, too, that it's become a different political atmosphere. And, and we've talked about this on a few different levels mm-hmm. um, with the way local politics is starting to mirror some of national pol- right. political tactics. You right. know? Um, we've seen it in some local races here. You're starting to see it bleed into school board races um, all over the county. And it's getting um, a lot more competitive. It's getting a lot more serious a lot more cutthroat it's good for moxie this is this uh, this is sponsored by moxie <laughs> this little ad this ad brought to you by moxie innovative um and but, i approve this but, <laughs> but you see a lot of this going on and and uh, you know what was it in may you know we were talking about oh you know the, the democratic party is really in trouble when we get to the midterms because of all these things going down, you had inflation, you had unemployment, you had um, war in Ukraine, it was making us look a little weak, you had all these things going on, and then you have a leak in the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. that comes out, and once again, I'm going to say this one more time for people in the back, that didn't outlaw abortion, that said, hey, Uh. we're going to take this issue and we're going to give it back to somebody more local to you guys that represents y'all more directly. and it gave them fuel and fire, and now you see actually an uptick in approval ratings for the Democratic Party now because they, you know, latch a hold to this passionate topic and run mm-hmm. with it. And, you know, so we have that. You've got, you know, now they're saying, oh, you know, we, we might be going into a recession, but, man, we're adding more jobs. And look at all these businesses coming back, and they're changing the rhetoric. How much of that do you listen to um because i think that's one of the things we all battle with because we all want to stay informed but we don't know if we're being informed or if we're getting you know opinions laid on us yeah Mm -hmm. um so how much of that do you listen to on this national front i don't really listen to much of it really um you know the with the abortion thing i've always just put it to a referendum if the people of texas want abortion and you give them a chance to vote on it and they vote for it then either live here with it or move to a state where they don't want uh, it. Right. And I think I think if you gave the people the opportunity to vote on it, I think you'll find that some things that, you know, abortion's like really, really big to some folks, and I get that. To other folks, it's like the opposite. Like, we don't, we're really not into all that. Yeah. So how many of those folks are here in, in Texas, I think? Well. I think... <clears throat> Nationally, if you watch national news, they're going to say that... Everybody's everyone, about Yeah, it. right. Yeah. But I think when it comes down to just your people in your neighborhood, how many of them actually have any interest in it? Right. And and that I, I stood up in a Republican meeting one day and I said, I think we ought to just quit talking about abortion. And they all looked at me and you heard these gasps. <gasps> you know, Melanie's a liberal. No, I just think it's a very I've personal ne- I've thing never heard anyone call you a liberal. That's, that's I've heard them call you lots of other things, Mel, but never a liberal. <laughs> um, anyway. the fifth. <laughs> exactly. Christy's even called me some of them. <laughs> but I haven't called her a liberal. <laughs> anyway, I just think that, that if, if, if we it just hedge the social, now I don't mean hedge in a bad way. I mean, you know, you can talk about, no, that's not what we believe in. Move on. Don't. Yeah, you could take the social issues, put them to a referendum, see how they turn exactly. out locally, and then move move on to the things that exactly. we can actually get done. I get exactly. that for sure. Well, and you know, and I think too, um, and that it's become such a hot topic. You know, it's funny some of the local candidates that get endorsements 
from groups that where abortion has absolutely nothing to do with their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and it's like, why, you know, I understand the principles. I understand that. And, and, but I don't understand if their, if their main tenant is, Hey, I deserve this job because I'm, you know, fiscally conservative because I believe in small government because I believe in doing the right thing. But I have absolutely nothing to do with the with the abortion topic. Why has that become such a mainstay for some of our candidates? Because it's one of those things that, again, causes such a rift. I mean, we've seen the rift in our local party, too. Um, and it's like this constant battle. And it's like, okay, well, we're missing the forest for the trees kind of deal. So the coal miners of Alabama, they endorsed me. I shouldn't use that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I can find a way to spin it. <laughs> but but the, local, the local 453 union <laughs> exactly. workers want to support you know, you, you might have some. You might have some coal. Some coal cases yeah, co- coming in. Uh, coal, coal, ca- <laughs> coal cases. <laughs> yeah, I think that I don't know. I mean, I I, I never really try to seek endorsements generally from really anyone i just kind of ran my race and when people were like i want to support you yeah i want to endorse you i would go with that but i never so really looked around to all the different groups and to stuff. beg and plead for them right so so over in where we're we also have a number of clients over in jefferson county over in the southeast and, and the people on the radio have heard me say that but and of course you know it but um <clears throat> they have a lot of unions over there. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that these people did hit the ground was start going to union meetings. And I'm like, you don't really think you're getting an endorsement from a union, do you? Well, we better. And I mean, it was it was cutthroat really? with all that was going on. Oh, yeah, we, we got a few. We picked up a few. But <clears throat> we meaning the uh-huh. Republicans. Yeah. Um, it's it's cutthroat. It's, it, and none of it is affected by any of the people that were seeking it. Yeah. Either side, Democrat or Republican. It's it's crazy. That's, I don't even know why. Weird. And then I and then I watched people in um, go nuts in clerical job seeking firefighter endorsement. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I get that the firefighters might want a certain person in the office, but that would just be because they lean one way or left or right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because generally, if they don't affect the firefighters' budget. Mm-hmm. Or they don't affect the firefighters' the ordinances parameters, or, ordinances. Yeah. yeah, the parameters under which they work. Mm-hmm. Then I don't really understand why. Well, I don't understand. But by golly, they got them, and we used them, and we let everybody know. And it's wildly popular over there. I understand. Well, look at well, look at the fire. I mean, look at the firefighters here in Conroe or the Woodlands. And I know they're very politically too. active. Well, they're politically active. They want good people to do those jobs. Yeah, and they vote as a block. So right. Um, Right, and I get that. But yeah, but like just, the, the abortion point, like if I went and got the um, uh, abortion folks to say I'm pro-life, which I am, we endorse them, I can't do anything to affect that. If, right, if, right. Which right. is kind of to your point, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why people do that. I don't either. I mean, I can see, you know, like where you've got law enforcement agencies wanting the right people in office, just like they want judges that are going to support their arrests that are going to, you know, rule judiciously, that are going to take the time and they're knowledgeable um, of the ordinances and everything that they're governing for. Okay, that makes sense, mm-hmm. yes. um, you know, to me. But it's just some of these other things. It seems like it's gotten a little bit out of control and it's kind of muted the messaging that I think needs to get out there and and why 
you know, like we work so hard to communicate with people and get the true messaging out there. And, and I think sometimes it gets kind of lost in the in the noise, if you will. And all the endorsements. Yeah. yeah. So I read, I, I should send this to you. I read a, um, a letter that was written by my great, 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 great uncle, grandfather, something. I can't remember what he is. <laughs> Obviously, it was very important. Uh, uncle or grandfather. <laughs> no, uncle slash grandfather. Exactly. <laughs> Hyphenated. I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> I can't remember which it is. Henry, Henry Shuttle. Okay, so I'm guessing a grandfather. Anyway, it was generations back, and he ran for, um, he ran for, it was like collections, but they didn't call it tax assessor collector, but it was like, a, anyway, and the letter he wrote to all of the, and mailed out to all the people. He was so kind and so eloquent. And so, and I thought, man, if only they'd go back to that. And so I went to my dad and I said, listen to how, because my dad will yell at the television, I promise you, every time the news is on. And so I said, dad, let's look, read this. Read what, what he wrote and just, and, and understand that he was being respectful to the voter and wow, what, you know, and of course in my mind, I'm getting all Pollyanna-like, you know, and, uh-huh. and, uh, and my dad goes, yeah, he didn't win. He was it up <laughs> and goes back to clicking the television. I'm just telling you. <laughs> so another thing that I think we've seen, you know, we've seen uh, uh, Judge Keogh and, and the billboard that he put in South County kind of warning criminals from from coming over here to uh, over into Montgomery County because we prosecute over here. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a pretty great judicial system here we in do, Montgomery yeah. County. We do, yeah. There's no doubt about we it. We have a lot of really great judges, mm-hmm. and uh, and we have a lot of great justices of the peace. And mm-hmm. you guys really work together a lot, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we do. We, we've got a great team. I, I think I think the last time I checked, probably 80% of the courts, all the courts, were in the plus 100 in clearing cases. It's amazing. You can go That's down awesome. to – there's Harris County cases that are – they're still on 18, 19 – cases filed in jp court so we're talking about three years to hear a case that's astonishing yeah so we've got we've got good folks there's no doubt the judges in montgomery county are are good we got we have really good judges and the jps we work together we have all five of us we're we're, we work together well we're very reflective of the areas we come from um you know we meet on occasion and we pretty much do everything together yeah, so, and that's what I think what you want. Yeah. Well, and I think too, um, since y'all all have a, a constable in your precinct, and um, that you work really close with mm-hmm. Constable Gable. I do. Yeah. Um, and, Absolutely. And he does such a great job. Um, you know, I see him in the community so much. One thing that I love about you guys um, is that you're all visible, and you know, being a court of the people, I think that's really important that people see you not only ruling on these things that are so locally important, but that you're supporting the kids in the community, that you're taking the time to talk to these truancy cases and and give them some, some ways where they can actually, you know, change direction and actually better their lives. Yeah. No, it's... And that's, and that's the way... But that, it's interesting that you say that because that's the way I think it was Travis that set up the statutory uh, constable and JP system. But anyway, um, he... he he set it up that way because the sheriffs and the judges were too busy. So he started breaking them into smaller groups. And anyway, and it, that's what set up our system. And I think it's it's really, <clears throat> they should all follow that. 
regardless of the of what the structure of the government is or what department the you know if everybody would bring local and bring it all in and handle things locally and then hand hand the answers up and i think that's the way it's supposed to work and it really never has yeah well but that that has y'all's, y'all's departments have Constable Gable and I get along great. I mean, we work together. Well, statutorily, it's in the statutes you have to go. Well, but <laughs> I can point you to some that that I'm that teasing. Don't. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm teasing. They they don't. We we get along great, and you know, I make rulings, and he he has to go pretty much execute these writs from mm-hmm. the court. Mm-hmm. And to me, I just sign the writ, and but I go. They I, go I, and they go to the constable, and he has to make this thing on paper into a reality for someone, and that's. When you think about it, it's not easy for me. It's just I sign my pen. Right. But he executes those those writs well. People, I mean, even doing that, you have to have a certain customer service and care about folks sure. to do it right, and he does it right. Um, mm-hmm. And then all the processes, they're busy. They're really, I mean, we're busy, so they have to be busy, right? And, and that's when, just from the court work, not the patrolling or right. all that other stuff. And when he executes these writs for you, he has to put his people at risk right. going out. Right. Um, and I, I, I do. I would I take that very seriously. Yeah. I've worked for guys that do all that, and it's just mm. tough business mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so we talked about the different kind of cases that you do. What what takes up most of your, your court docket time? I mainly do this, most of the civil work. So the, the criminal stuff usually goes to the prosecutor in like an arraignment type mm-hmm. pretrial setting and they usually the DA's pretty good at, at making good offers to people if they want to make an offer if they're not guilty they're going to want a trial and that's when right. I actually come in and I try the case other than that they do like a pretrial diversion or deferred for these uh, these defendants and they're they're reasonable and people take them so I generally don't even see yeah. the criminal folks um, I mainly just deal with all the civil the civil trials. Anything fun and interesting that you can talk about? Oh man, <laughs> uh, I've seen just about everything you could probably see. I mean, I've met some characters in court. Um, I'm trying to think. I have sometimes. I'm like, did this? Is this really happening? <laughs> am am so, I being punked? <laughs> some, some of these folks that come in and defend themselves in in like a situation that just like preposterous excuses. Oh, there's all that stuff is all the time. I mean, that that's just, why that's why we have shows with with the judges, you know, the TV right? judges, because yeah. it's entertainment. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, when you and you hear all these, like, you have any Judge Judy, like, you know, he he tore my dress or he burnt my oh, wedding yeah. dress, yeah. set it on fire, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Just so gonna have to come in and watch. You, you, you should. Some of it is. I'm like sometimes the clerks will like stop what they're doing and come, come around in? and sit in court because they want to hear what happened. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. How funny. Yeah. I know. So do you have like a list? Like I think y'all need to start listing these cases with like a little summary. Like y'all ain't gonna believe this. So there's a there's actually a, a JP book written. I think his name was Mark Dunn. I have a copy of it. Um, I can share it with y'all, but he went around to all the JPs in Texas and basically just got stories Crazy from the stories. JP courts. Crazy. Yeah, and he made a book about That's it. That's fantastic. And Texas A&M University Whoop. published it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that that is something that people need to pay attention to, if for nothing else, just so you know how not to behave if you ever end up in JP court, um, because you know we see. It's like the the pictures from Walmart that you see on social media, you know, things that are just preposterous that you 
would never expect to see, I can imagine that they show up in JP court too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We see it all for sure. Some people just don't care, Christy. They just really don't care how they look. I know. Yeah. Regardless of whether they're talking or dressing. <laughs> <laughs> so you are up for re-election. I am. Uh, in November. Mm-hmm. And you have an opponent. I do. Yes. November um, 8th. And you never, you never stop. No. You never stop campaigning. No. Yeah, you had a great fundraiser this year. I had a good fundraiser. Yeah. Been knocking on doors. You Been know. knocking on doors. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 Getting ready to put some signs out. I'm going to put some signs out. Yeah. You know, way back in the day when you first ran, I remember this wonderful little aspect of your campaign called Flat Mac. I know. I don't know oh, what happened to that. I, I, Someone has it. I don't know who we've has We've got to find flat mat. Yeah. So if you're out there listening and you've happened upon a flat mat on a, we need on it a back popsicle stick. We need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was cool because it was doing, like popping up everywhere. We're awesome. doing one in southeast south in jefferson county oh cool we're gonna it's and it won't be as cool because it's not flat mat because that part worked out perfectly but um we're gonna we're, <laughs> we're gonna, gonna do rocks in a box <laughs> <laughs> exactly is his, what's his name? Rocks, name is rocks, rocks, rocks in a box yeah, rocks like in that. a box i know yeah, that's cool um Oh, we could put a box on the bottom half That's of what her I'm face. Saying. Or you could wind, yeah. wind it up and pop oh. and put her face oh, on that. Oh, now see, now we're getting real. Yeah. Yeah, but she wants everybody to hold one. Oh, okay. <laughs> we need multiple rocks yeah, in a box. Yeah, we need multiple rocks yeah. in a box. Um, so looking forward to the November election, mm-hmm. um, you know, you still take that very seriously, even though we live in a pretty red county and, mm-hmm. and there's a, some sense of security that comes with that um, because you believe in fighting for your job every mm-hmm. time around. Well, I mean, I, if you're going to be a candidate, you might as well be a candidate. Yeah. You know, so um, now my, my strategy, your strategy changes as you, depending on what you're doing. But I care about my job and what I do. So, And you do it really well. I think I do. The Democrats yeah. don't think I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they, don't, they don't get a vote. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, right. they do. <laughs> They're going to vote for Beasley. And <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I know. It's easy. Vote Beasley. Yeah, it's yeah. easy. Um Anything else that we need to know about your job that, or that everybody else needs to know about your job that most people don't know? Mm. What's your favorite thing about going to work every day? Um, I mean, it's a satisfying job. You usually, you, when you make a ruling, you hear a case and you decide something for some someone. You know, that's it's like kind of like when I used to work with NOAC or when I was a police officer. You know, when you put a road on the ground or improve a ditch, you can see the fruits of your labor. Yeah. So that's that's cool. I kind of get to see that every day, thousands of times a day, <laughs> it seems like. Uh, hours and but hours But, yeah, it's a end. sense of just, just knowing that you start something and you can see it through and finish it. And 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 you're doing weddings. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Doing weddings. Yeah. And that's, the, well, that's one of the best parts of the job, honestly, because people are all happy with you. Yeah, yeah. everybody's excited. Most of the time, someone leaves and they're unhappy. <laughs> you know? At least one party in the yeah. whole thing. Well, <laughs> see, the way about being a judge is when you make a ruling, the person that wins is like, well, he's just doing his job, right? That's what he should have done anyways. Mm-hmm. I was the winner <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah. time. Entitlement. And then the other person's like, man, that judge doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's wrong. He's terrible, and the other person's like, yeah, he should have done that anyway. So you really don't win with anyone in there. But the people... the people. so sad. <laughs> I feel like I need to bring you a Snickers every day. No, no, it's... it's, it's no, I mean, I'm, I don't need, like... I don't need, like, a high five or anything, but 
the weddings are certainly most of the time people leave everyone leaves happy yeah. most, most of, the of the time unless so they're you, drinking heavily in which case mm, yeah maybe not i've seen some where i'm like are you sure <laughs> <laughs> you want to think about this if you, you want to have a recess real quick <laughs> that's, what Ke- that's what keo said to us <laughs> Did he? he goes he goes yeah these rings look okay you know some and this is in the middle of the wedding you know some of these cheap ones we see well they're not so nice you know and you gotta wonder how long is this gonna last <laughs> he said that in the center that's awesome yeah. Keo. Killing it. Killing yeah. it with the ring. <laughs> Get them, Judge. I love it. So do you do a lot of ceremonies in your office or most of your stuff outside? I barely do any outside. Yeah. Um, usually that's for like friends or something. Occasionally I'll do it if it's like close or whatever. Yeah. But most of the time it's dirt in between the court dockets and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. So how many do you say in like a month do you typically oh, do? Oh, I don't know. I've oh, really that many. Well, I mean, it kind of ebbs and flows. Yeah. I mean, after COVID, it was like everyone wanted to get married right. at a courthouse. Right. Um, and that just came down to people didn't want to travel. Yeah. Couldn't book a place. Yeah. And then their fam or their families didn't want to come. Yeah. So it's it, it's it was a lot after COVID. Before that, it wasn't. I mean, I think it's probably it's went up a tremendous amount since uh, after the COVID period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate as a voter and as a resident of Montgomery County, I appreciate the work that you're doing. Well, I know, thank you. I know you've got rough days that, that hit you pretty hard. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we all do, but, you know, given, you know, your line of work, you you really kind of run the whole gamut. Well, that, that means a bunch to me. Yeah. yeah. And um, so keep doing what you do. Um, obviously, you know, um, get out the word. We want to get out the word yeah. and let everybody know that you're you're running again because we want them to go all the way down the ballot. All the go way down, down the ballot. ballot. You have yeah. to go down the ballot. Got to. If you're not, if you're going to vote and you don't go down the ballot, you're not doing anyone any favors. Yeah. Go to the bottom for Beasley. But Bottom for Beasley. <laughs> well, actually, I'm not, I think the school board and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, there you, go. there you go. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I'm, I was, I'm almost, I was saying it as it was coming out. I thought that was bottom of the barrel. <laughs> bottom of bottom the barrel. the barrel for Beasley. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're just going to pretend that, we, that, that last yes. little bit just didn't <laughs> yeah. happen. Well, uh, but we know you got to go because you've got work to do and you've got people to serve. So, um, so thank you again for coming by today. Yeah. And thank ne- you for all you do. And really. next time, let's not make it so long before you come back. Oh, I know. I, wanna, I, know. I love the radio you. show. Let's bring you back after November and let's talk election results. Yeah, and, let's do uh, that. That's always yeah. fun. We should, we should put a team together for that. I know. Do we have any good, what are the hot races we think? Um, I mean, I know we're kind of more in the general, but there's got to be some. Well, you know, the, locally, there's some school board races that are going to be hot, both in, I know, Connor. You know, the Woodlands Township what, has stuff going on, too. Yeah. Woodlands Township yeah. races. Um, I mean, they have one position that I think there are five people competing for that spot. Um, mm-hmm. Same with some of these school board races. It's going to be um, it's going to be crazy. Um and and it's great that we're seeing so many people wanting to get more involved in local politics and everything. But um, I think there's going to be lots to talk about. Plus, we got we got a lot of national stuff we'll be able to talk about too. Yeah, excellent. Well, uh, well we're going to let you. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to let uh, Judge Beasley get out of here so he can go do his work. But thanks again for coming yeah. back. Absolutely, we'll right. be back in just a minute.
Hey, tune in to The Bridge Podcast TX Tuesdays at 11 a.m. where we are connecting commerce with community, interviewing business owners and leaders in the community, allowing the audience to peek behind the curtain of what inspires, motivates, drives these individuals to have meaningful, positive impact in this community. For more information about the show, log in to IRLoneStar.com slash TBPTX. Bell Institute, a 501c3 nonprofit, began in 2014 with a mission to strengthen the future of veterans through leadership and entrepreneurship training. We've invested over 1,400 hours of training in our veterans while connecting them with community entrepreneurs and leaders. Our mission is to continue investing in our veterans who have given so much for our country. Please join us in our mission by visiting bellinstitute.org. That's velinstitute.org. Welcome back, everybody, to Toast of the Town with Christy and Mel. We have gotten rid of our of our guest. Oh, that's so sad. Hey, I do know. you know what? We need to toast yes, him. Yes, absolutely. He is truly one of the best in McKinney County. He is. County. He is. Uh-huh. Um, and he runs, he just runs, and we've had the privilege court. of working yeah. with him, but... He runs an outstanding campaign because people matter, and he lives that. It's yeah. not just people it's not, matter. Well, it's, it's not just know, a campaign, campaign lifestyle. Slogan, right. it's, it mm-hmm. really is a lifestyle, and um, and he works hard. He puts a lot of hours in, and you know, and and when you hear about some of the tragedies that happen in and around Montgomery County, and you realize that you've got five JPs essentially, and, and sometimes our county judge that has to go out and certify these deaths and everything and and you can't you know just the emotional toll that that's got to take especially with these guys working in their own precincts because some of them that's where they were born and raised so they know know the people yeah they know the people um and you know when uh when judge beasley was working for the sheriff's department he worked for my worked with my brother not for my brother um and and i know what those guys went through too so Mm -hmm. definitely not taking the easy route Definitely one of the Woodlands High School's proud graduates. They should be very, very proud of the kind it's, of guy that they, uh, they graduated should. from there. So, um, But it's always good to have him here because he always has such great insights and is always willing to share so much great information. He's so funny. He's so fun. And he's like the nicest guy. So if you see him out, you know, you can always uh, talk yeah, to him. and Just tell him you know him from the radio. He'll love right. that. Yeah, and if you talk to him for a few minutes or see him out campaigning or he knocks on your door, you know, offer him a glass of tea. Yep. You know, he'll sit there and visit with you a bit. He's never in too much of a hurry. And, you know, and he's busy with his three kids and just rocking and rolling nonstop all the time. Well, I agree. And um, and and if you don't if you if you do see him and you don't take the opportunity to get to him, it is your loss. It is your loss, people. Your loss, people. Absolutely. What do we got going on in town? You know, it is Labor Day weekend. Hallelujah. And it is Wednesday, which is close enough to Friday for us to be toasting. Hello. So, you know, here's to Labor Day weekend. Uh I had some plans. We've got, you know, things have been going on. Everything's been so busy. Um, the weather's been crazy. You know, they're saying there might rain. There's so much going on. But there's some great things happening locally. So that way, you're not having to travel out of town. What you're not they? having to spend a lot of money on gas and hotel rooms. Because, let's face it, hotel rooms over a three-day weekend, number one, are usually a lot higher. But number two, Absolutely. usually require at least a two-night two minimum. Yep. So 
this weekend there's some cool things going on. First, I'm going to start off with the uh, City of Conroe's free concert series. They actually have a show coming up tomorrow night. It is Mike and the Moon Pies. Now, if you're not a Mike and the Moon Pies <laughs> fan, then you haven't listened to awesome. Mike and the Moon Pies. And that goes on at Heritage Park. You can bring your lawn chairs. They have food trucks out there. You can bring your bottled water, bring a little cooler, whatever. Um, but it's always so much fun, and it's completely free. It's put on by the City of Conroe. Uh, just a really cool thing that they do to bring people in. And then you've got, you know, then you're in downtown Conroe Thursday night, so you have all the great oh, yeah. light knife, uh, nightlife spots. Light, light knife. Whatever. <laughs> spots going on. Um, so, so lots of fun that you've got going on here. Um, that's Thursday night. Now, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, stuff going on every night. Um, sun on Saturday, Southern Star is hosting Sundown Fun Town at, okay. at Southern Star Brewery. Excuse me, the bubbles are getting to me. They've got Chubby Knuckle Choir, they've got Mike Donnell, they've got Chad Prather. Oh, and for those of you that have never heard Chad Prather, who ran for governor, you're totally missing out. If they just had him by himself, it would be worth going. So that's going on on Saturday. Um, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, my, I like to still say my good friend, even though I haven't talked to him personally in a while because he's been a bit busy, uh, Cody Hibbard is going to have shows going on at Pacific Yard House. On Friday, he's got um, uh, Justin Boltonen. I don't know him, but if he's playing with Cody, then I'm, I'm like willing to give it a chance. Saturday, he's playing with Jeff Canada. That's going to be at Pacific Yard House. Okay. I have something to add. Yes. I've never met Cody. Okay. Oh, great guy. I, kn- I know that. But because you work have worked with him in the past, I kind of feel like right. I, I look like you know I look him. out for him. Like We're I family. Know yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're yeah. fam. And do you know that when he after a show, he personally writes a post. I can tell it's personal because of something he says in yeah. it. And he personally writes a post after I, I'm I'm going to say most of his appearances and talks about what a great night it was and the people that were there and, and the, the venue and everything. And the venue, yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, who does that anymore? What a nice guy. It's like thank you notes that your mom told you to exactly. write when you were a kid. I'm well, impressed. You know, and it was cool. So Monday I was in College Station doing some college tours mm-hmm. with Katie, and uh, of course when in College Station, yes, you go to the Dixie, Dixie. Chicken for lunch. So uh, so we go, we go and order our burgers, and we go sit down, and we're waiting for them to call our names. And Cody Herbert comes on the radio. And something very cool about sitting in a place where I spent <laughs> lots of hours, not only in college, but after um, and since, um, and you hear somebody that you met literally at a um, at an open mic night at Tut's here in Conroe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very, very cool. So I'm glad that he's coming back. It's been three nights here. Um, supporting the city that really supported his start in the music business, and and really great to see him. Um, also, Mason Merrick is going to be at the table at Maidley this weekend. Uh, Friday night, Rick Trevino is going to be at Margaritaville, which no doubt will be a great time. Um, and then at uh, Redbrook Tavern, Hamilton Loomis is going to be playing there Saturday. And then you've got the market coming on Sunday, Conroe Sunday Market. So, you know, if you want to get out for an hour or two or more, there's mm-hmm. lots of stuff going on here locally, like there always is. Yep. Um, I um, and and then uh, that's Labor Day weekend. And then what happens after Labor Day? Oh, it's going to be the 
the start of the finish of political season. We've exactly. got two months going crazy. I know it's the last um, two months. The week after Labor Day, you see lots of different political events. I know Phil- Constable Cash has one coming right. up. Um, we have uh, Morgan Luttrell has one coming up next week. I think he has two in one week. Well, he has one one next week and then one yeah. But and then they're coming coming pretty hard and heavy it's going to be a really busy september and october mm-hmm. um and then you go to the second week of october and you've got the conroe cajun catfish festival that yeah. um is going to be fantastic as well we have an event coming up uh for judge keogh we've got events coming up in jefferson it's county the conroe, so we're busy. Uh, the conroe orchestra conroe symphony orchestra is coming like up the 15th yes. of october I uh-huh um, so lots of stuff going on mm-hmm. um, in addition to all the great new businesses and venues that we mm-hmm. have in downtown Conroe you've got 202 Main you've got MoCo Food Hall you've got Pacific Yard House that's been there for a while you've got uh, Foss Brewing table you've got the table at Maidley you've got um, uh, Blue Epiphany Winery and Blue Epiphany you know I think people don't see it as visibly because it's a little bit further down the sidewalk mm-hmm. But they have, they only, you know, they've got their big place over um, in, in, on the northern part of the city. But they have this great tasting room. And they've got some fun, fun, fun events coming up at Blue Epiphany in downtown Conroe, including a Pinot Noir tasting that's going to be coming up, I think, tonight. So lots of cool stuff coming in. Um, There's always something going on. So we like to try to give you at least a little bit of a taste of what's going on. But if we tried to cover everything, we We'd be here for days. But I think the, I think the main thing that everybody should realize is that sometimes life, well, it just stinks. Yes. Okay. And um, sometimes we get down with it. But if you want a lift, if you want to be around friends, all you got to do is pull your boots on, head on down to the square in Conroe, yep. and there's plenty to do. Yeah. And and you can find people that'll go other places with you too. You don't oh have yeah. To, you, you can always stop in the corner pub, meet some new friends. Mm-hmm. They'll travel all over with you, but um, but yeah, it's a great day to to be living here in in Conroe and Montgomery Absolutely County and the state is. of Texas and the greatest country in the world. But um, lots of stuff going on, lots of things we're going to be covering over the next couple of months leading up to the general election on November first. Um, and and great since we here. have just a second, and I know it's just a second, um, um, let's add that if you are part <laughs> of an organization or you are an individual who helps an organization, we we would love to talk to you because we think the world, the world, we think Southeast Texas cares about you and what you're doing and the organizations who help people. And even if it's a profitable organization where you do something that's worthy, um, we we would love to talk to you. Yeah. We, we really would. So be sure and drop us a message yeah. on Facebook Let if us you know. want to. And our phone numbers are on there too. So y'all shoot us an email, us, whatever. Call, you know? Text us. We're very connectable. We, we are. Very Somebody said something one time, I didn't know your number. I said, oh, please. I'm the most findable person <laughs> in Southeast Texas. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, so everybody out there listening, make sure you're paying attention to the weather. We're obviously getting into the hot and heavy part mm-hmm. of hurricane season. But um, have a great, safe, wonderful Labor, Labor Day, Day weekend. Make Absolutely. sure that you tune in every Wednesday. You can watch us. Yes live on facebook um and on youtube live um on our lone star you can also find us on moxie innovatives page um every wednesday hey, toast of the town's page and toast the town's page not moxie's page well okay well, there's two i know well but on our youtube page oh YouTube. yeah see 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 dick we've got to divide this out <laughs> anyway y'all make sure y'all tune in every wednesday we're going to bring you the best of montgomery county and we're going to toast along with you happy so labor. cheers happy labor day we'll see you next week